0: Welcome to the next edition of Simon White, where we talk about business, politics, media, and occasionally international stuff, often international stuff. I'm Christian Whiten, um, former diplomat, PR guy, former banker, joined as always by Mark Simon, who is still in Taipei. Mark, say hello.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you today?
0: Well, Mark, you're close to the action over there because uh, come uh, Monday, we have our President Joe Biden uh, fresh off of his trip to Glasgow, where he delivered the fart heard round the world in front of Prince Chuck's wife, um, which apparently was very long, according to the New York Post, very loud. Uh, and continuing this global diplomacy, he is engaging with Xi Jinping, the chairman of the uh, uh, Chinese Communist Party, boss of China. Uh, and of course, it's virtual. You know, all these people are double vaccinated. Um, it's so interesting to me, China always used to want the pageantry of a state visit. It always wanted to come to Washington, have the 19 or 21 gun salute. When it was explained to them that going to Crawford in the Bush administration was actually superior to coming and having you know, uh, some rubber chicken in Washington at the White House, then they, they acquiesced to that. Um, but it seems to me a couple of weird things are going on here. You have, first of all, a summit about nothing. I mean, there's nothing that Xi Jinping is going to concede that's real. There's nothing that Joe Biden ought to concede at this point. Um, and, and, you know, it'll probably just basically be a presidential phone call. And those are just, those are useless. I've been on those, not with the presidential level, but the State Department with with China, where they just read talking points, listen to you, maybe ignore what you have to say. There's the other thing, which is, isn't is kind of odd to you that Xi Jinping seems not to want to leave China. Do you think he's afraid of something that might happen well- if he splits?
1: Well, I think the first thing is this. I think the first thing we have to really look at is how weak Joe Biden is right now. I mean, Joe Biden has no good news coming his way. Um, and I'll put it this way, they had a great jobs number the other day, 521,000. However, however, when you really dug into it, basically it was, you know, we're still recovering. In other words, companies are hiring again. People are moving back 521,000. Everybody was excited about it. The stock market's up, but you know we're looking more like 6% inflation is going to be lucky. We'll probably be closer to eight. Um, and again, inflation does not take in rent and rents are rising rapidly in the US. So my point is, is Joe Biden is basically having a real problem. He's in trouble. Things aren't going well for him. It's not a good time uh, in the Biden White House. So what they do, what do you always do? You try to get an easy... Confidence builder abroad. The Chinese sense this. Everybody senses this. Biden's going to get on the phone and do what? He's going to get on the phone and talk about how great it is that you guys signed this meaningless chi- climate agreement with John Kerry. <laughs> this, this to me, is the most dangerous thing about what's happening with this with the Biden administration. It is obvious, obvious to everybody that John Kerry is running his own foreign policy. This is no different than Kerry, who should have been prosecuted uh, back in the uh, days of the Iranians. And actually, you know, what I was told, was called off by other Democrats, just told to stop because he was trying to play his games with uh, with Iran. He is running his own po- climate policy. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. I don't know what mandate he thinks he has. It, it is not a religion with him. It's an ego. The people around him, it's a religion. But I am absolutely convinced nothing will come out of this. Xi Jinping may or may not invite Biden to the Olympics. I think he probably will, he'll put Biden on the spot. Uh, as As a conservative political guy, it's my hope that Biden says yes, because he will pay a major price. And this is the main thing I'd like to bring up with China. China is not just some foreign policy issue for the geeks and think tanks and all the other places that's the problem now serious people are dealing with China and 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 overall the china hands are not serious people i i've i've learned that over the years they're not a serious group of people um you know for example i was looking at this one professor who's out here the other day she's always go taiwan go taiwan But she sits on the national China business committee or something like that, you know, that's basically got all this CH tongue and big corporate money. How can you be a friend of Taiwan and still be on these committees? People and people that serious people have no problem breaking up the sides. And I think my point is really what I'm saying is, is that China at this point in time is. The Biden administration is going to them for what they hope will be some type of confidence builder or something like that. I think they'll come out of there, they'll say nothing, they'll talk about it, that we'll hear and then we'll hear Jen Pasecki get up on stage and lie. Say, so Yes, the president the president brought up human rights in a forceful manner. No, he wouldn't. Biden's never been big on human rights. It doesn't matter to him. Um, he might condemn
0: human rights in America, you know. He could
1: do that. That's that's true. So I, I think I think this is I think this it's not it's not getting better with China. I think it's going to continue to get worse. And here's the thing that you really everybody's intrigued by: Why isn't Xi Jinping? I mean, the guy's the leader of basically, the, in their minds, the most powerful country in the world. Um, somebody who's all he can't make a trip to Africa real quick. He can't shoot down to a friendly country in Southeast Asia. He can't shoot to Singapore. He can't, they would handle it. Can't jump over to Japan. Can't jump to Russia real quick. Why is why is he not leaving China? And I don't I don't I don't understand that. There's a Chinese saying it's old overused in everything. It's called, you know, the mountains are high and the emperor is far. Um, <laughs> China is a place that's run from Beijing. Everybody knows that. In other words, it's not like provincial powers. It's not like out west where basically everything flows from Beijing. And it looks to me like and this is just my. Not insider look. It looks to me like we've got a leader who's worried that he can't leave for more than three days without things unwinding. And, 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 and he seems to be, it's, it's turned from probably he seems to be uh, thinking that maybe people will come to me. That's how powerful I am. Somebody's been given that excuse. I don't really believe that. I I think this is a guy who 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 essentially there's something going on. I don't believe the health rumors. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm sure he's diabetic. There's no problem. There's no chance he's not with, as big as he is, and you know. But so he's that he's not. I don't believe the health rumors. What I believe is that he's probably so enthralled in the inner inner workings of high that he just can't leave. In other words, he he's he he is not as powerful right. as we think. <clears throat> Right.
0: Well, and we seem to be projecting this power onto him and certainly has consolidated his position within the CCP. Seemingly, you know, there are always factions. There are always people waiting, looking over the shoulder. Um, And uh, yeah, so you, but the optics are you have a Chinese leader who's powerful. That may, may not be true. Who knows? Um, You know, someday that, that, House of cards well, I mean, crashing down. But, I, no, can, but juxtapose that with Biden, who really is weak, who is in the 30s in popularity, mm-hmm. despite being, what, uh, what we, 10 months into office? I,
1: I think when you're in the 30s, I mean, somebody always told me, I, years ago, somebody said, look, you know, basically on every politician's, basically every politician's, uh, you know, poll, take 20 percent of that, where it's just people don't pay attention. You go, oh, yeah, I think he's doing OK. You know, the people who think you're not doing a good job, they really think you're not doing a good job. The people who think who don't have an opinion are generally idiots. Um, You know, they're not paying attention. But a lot of the people who basically say, oh, is the president doing a good job? You know, they're like, yeah, it is. I think Biden is so low. I mean, I think I think essentially he doesn't even have the core of the party anymore behind him. I mean, I think they're I think they're 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 really seeing themselves. In real trouble, especially the moderates. They're just tired, and I have some friends. They are tired of the crazies running the show. They are literally, and they keep showing up. They keep showing. That's the amazing thing. There's no internal discipline in that party. There's no. There's no one person inside that party. I mean, this is a party that's really going. They've got a. This is a party that's going down fast. Real fast.
0: Well, if you look, what put Bill Clinton in trouble? This is ancient history now, but he ran as a moderate, and he was—he was a Southern Attorney General and then Governor, uh, and and was not sort of and said he was not the tax and spend liberal that we had become accustomed to. But it was just one social issue: it was gays in the military, uh, which no one had, none of them really intended to put first, but got put first. And then it was this—you know—grade A oinker of a budget with a tax hike, uh, and and spending nothing like what we have today. That was enough to, to bring down Bill Clinton, lost both houses in 94. He corrected. He had that ability. I'm not sure these guys do. No, they did. And they, they don't have the desire, just, you know, way overboard with the social stuff that they have no mandate whatsoever from the voters to pursue.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, look, one, one of the things is, is that we're seeing now, like, you know, now they're telling us the word woke doesn't exist. They're <laughs> just telling like us. They're, it's just yeah, a figment of our imagination. They yeah, made it every, up, but you know, they, yeah, it's all these things don't <laughs> exist. And that's the mark of a loser. The mark of a loser is essentially, you know, you show them all these examples of it. And, and then and then it, and then and then it does it, it you know, it exists. It comes it, it's there. But really what it's doing is, is like, you know, when we look at companies, I mean, you have a couple of example of a couple of companies that we can talk about, you know, I'll let you do but you start seeing how basically it eats the basic fiber of everything. And the problem Biden has is inside his administration. They, they, they just have a woman who just got appointed to the FTC who got fired from Google for being too politically active. She was basically in a subordinate. <laughs> and she's wow. now an advisor to the FTC. I was reading but the put other Leonard day. Quit letting shame I, to get
0: fired from that company, right?
1: That's exactly my point. So in other words, you've got somebody who's so outrageous, you know, and then and then I can't remember her name, the, uh, the woman, uh, the, the Marxist, who is, uh, you know, trying to get in the... Uh, uh, Oh, I, Olivia something. But, you know, every time you turn around, there's some crazy there. And this is the one thing that's a telling thing. Here's the telling thing. I still have a lot of old school Democratic friends because it's my, my mother's side of the family is, my, is, is still that way. Their comments are, look at all these crazy people. You know, Virginia, for example, Loudoun County. What's happening in Virginia now? Now there's some project that showed up in Loudoun County that wants to refight. fight for the base they want to win the whole you know argument about parents shouldn't be involved in schools and critical race theory you just got your ass kicked on that and now you're coming back to bring it up again because there's some activist who doesn't want to admit he's wrong All
0: right well, they're slow learners and there's a solid chance they never had a uh, discussion with a conservative since they you know why would they have a discussion with someone who's obviously racist um, yeah this thinking, is
1: really a big you know, deal
0: yeah, sticking as you alluded to uh, with, with uh, our, our, our recurring theme of go, well, go broke. Uh, I was coming back from, we have, we have two winners this week. Um, it's coming back from Seattle. I look out my window. I see an Alaska Airlines 737 painted black with black and brown figures on it saying, in quotes, do what is right. Um, I Google it, and Alaska proudly is, is, is saying um, that it uh, takes education and equity. To the skies. Uh, This is an airline. This is the industry you go into. I mean, I don't even know anyone in my business school class who went to work for an airline. These companies are terrible. They essentially all sell the same service. It's all Dad, I mean, every single foreign carrier. I remember going to Morocco. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Should I fly Royal Air Morocco uh, or should I try and take a U.S. carrier? Oh, my God. The, the foreign carrier is always better than ours. And the idea that these people should be giving us a lecture in morality, these mediocrities, uh, it, it just blows my mind. What do you think?
1: I think you hit on it right away. What's the one thing you see with everybody from whether it's the guys running, trying to run Hong Kong that, you know, the, the, the lackey communists there or the people in the woke movement. They're second rate. That's the whole thing. That's the one thing that nobody understands. The reason why you have the person in the HR department using woke is because they don't have any other talent or they have no other mandate. So that's how they use their way to get in. The reason why you have somebody who's saying, hey, you know, Look, there's a huge, huge difference, huge difference between basically a company discriminating on the basis of race, gender, um, color, all those, all the usual of the old school, then then basically pronouns. Not you know Bob gets in trouble because he called somebody. He said he said, "Hey, how are you?" You haven't been able to say, "Hey, honey," in the office for twenty years. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's the whole thing. But look. If you're an investor out there, you've almost got to look at these companies. And here's what they tell you. We've got to be this way to attract people. We've got to be this way for our customers. How many people go to the airport and go, man, I am so happy. God, thank God. Alaska Airlines. Thank God. Did you guys see that? Thank God they are taking affirmative action and diversity and education to the skies because (laughs) that's where we need it. That's what I need when I'm up at 25,000 feet. I need diversity. You know, no, I need a guy who can fly the plane and somebody who can give me peanuts without snarling at me. I mean, the thing is, is like, look, it's it's for investors all the time. You're gonna have to start looking into companies. You know, one of the things that really always strikes me is it's almost, if you go back 20 years ago to today, fewer than half the companies that were listed 20 years ago are present today. Not in terms of going out of business, just the sheer number. If there was 5,000 companies listed, you know, 20 years ago, there's like 2,800 listed now. People are not going public. Why are they not going public? One of the reasons is they don't want to deal with this BS, okay? They don't want to have Joe, the equity analyst from CalPERS, calling them up, going like, can we see your diversity portfolio? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, you know, one one of the things... um, you know, it's just—it's like—it's my kids are Chinese. We're in an all-Catholic school, you know, a system like that. Um, one of the things I always noticed is my kids are in a lot of the school promotion pictures. You know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to show the schools a diverse. You <laughs>
0: should place. charge a royalty for that.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with <laughs> it, but it's—it's—it's but it's, it's pretty funny, actually. It's pretty funny. But the thing is, is like, you know, but for years, my kids, I would always imagine, oh, my, there's Mary and there's James. Oh, there and I knew it was going on. But that's okay that's fine people but that's my point people do make the effort people do do things you know i run hotels I, we go out of our way to make sure we have some diversity in our advertising to let people know that we want them in because there's a that's how you do it but i just i've come to the belief that when you look at these companies and what they're doing it's just getting ridiculous right you know and i i i i don't understand what what in the world they hope to accomplish from the business sense. And that's why I think some of these companies that are going super woke that are going crazy like this, I think it's a real hindrance to their progress as a company. Cause imagine the amount of time that you do this. We all know, we all know what that airplane was for Alaskan Airlines. That was a CEO telling somebody, give me some political cover. That's all it was. Give me some okay. political cover. Oh, look, we have a plane up in the sky. Oh, wow, aren't they good? Aren't they open-minded? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I mean, come, come on. You know, it's it's a joke.
0: Exactly. You know, hospitality <laughs> is one thing in welcoming people, uh, as you say, with advertising. But when it when it tra- when it goes to the extra step, to tell, talking down to your own customers, presuming that you're morally superior to them—that's what they're they're saying. Well,
1: you no, know, go keep going. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, in that same vein, Peloton, and uh, I have a happy disclosure uh, to make here, I no longer own that stock. In fact, I only did for a microsecond. I shorted it uh, and wrote it down. And I think I, my gain was about 50%. Unfortunately, I made a wussy bet. So it wasn't a lot of cash, but it was a lot of gain. I liked it. Uh, I usually don't short stocks, at least not that much. Although I'm getting you know more aggressive about that valuations high and so many poorly run companies. But get this. Uh, so Peloton missed Earnings and revenue, and you know, everyone said, "Oh," or they said, it's, "We're a technology company. We're like a software company." Uh, no, they sell bikes, and they tried to get people uh, to sign up for monthly service subscriptions, um, like a so- service as a software, software as a service, excuse me. And that worked maybe during the pandemic and they had significant growth when people were stuck at home and not going to the gym. And if you're you know, no longer paying 90 bucks or 50 bucks for a gym, maybe the Peloton isn't so much expensive. But as I predicted, when things got back to normal and also part of when I lived in Los Angeles, <laughs> LA in particular, people use their garages for storage because you can park on the street and your car might get a little dusty, but it's not like living in Detroit where there's gonna be an inch of ice on it in the morning. and How many times have I driven by a garage in L.A. and seen a rusty, dusty um, exercise bike there? (laughs) And that is the destiny of so much of the Peloton that was bought during uh, the thing. Anyway, get this. While their stock was plummeting, it went from a high of 130 more recently to 90 and then down to uh, 49, 52-week low, I believe. They banned, they prevented their users from adding to their profiles um, the term, let's go, Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, why is a bike company uh, censoring people in this manner
1: well the first thing that we, w- we would say is, is that um, okay you're running a community that would be their defense and we don't want to put divisive things in there but I promise you the Trump stuff would have been allowed in and I promise right. you every other issue would have been allowed in so you know basically the worst thing that i see is you know being in the media business people i I, people have this belief that you know and and i think i'm a pretty good media executive in 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 a lot of ways that i see where we've avoided trouble because i look at other companies all the time what you have to remember is you just can't edit people's lives you know what i'm saying i mean you just can't do it as a business person and then when you have somebody inside your company that wants to do this you have to get rid of them um the reason for doing this would be, Oh, we don't want to be have, we don't want to have anarchy in our community. We don't want to have fights with people. We want to avoid this. Um, no, I mean, it's you're the ones who made yourself a software company. You're the ones who made yourself these things. Um, and, and, and that's the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? In other words, you know, you, you, you let, let the community self police itself And then you'll be okay as long as there's no racial epithets. I mean, I could see getting rid of the saying that Job, that let's go Brandon got rid of. I wouldn't let that on my platform. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's a profanity. You don't, you know, it's one of the seven words the Supreme Court says you're not supposed to say. And I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with that. In other words, that's, 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 cause that's, that's a measurable thing. We asked is one you of them.
0: To- is one of them Jesus, too, out of curiosity? No, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, no, my, 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 my yeah, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be that, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, right. you, know, Pel- you know, Peloton has Christian groups. They have all types of different groups, you know what I'm saying? Right. They have over 60 groups. They have, you know, under 60 groups. They have gay and lesbian groups. They have all types of groups on there. The LG, the let's go branding thing, quite frankly, is, uh, It just, it shows you a company that's not focused. And I would, I would, I would, I would basically get inside that. I can see the marketing manager sitting there not thinking about it. See, the thing is, is that with all the woke stuff, with all the other things, what they're looking for is they're looking to get away from the problem. That's, that's what they're looking for. We don't want to have the problem anymore. That's always what they're looking for. Nobody wants to have the issue. We're done. We're done. We're fine. We're good. Nobody wants to have the problem. And so basically, anytime somebody brings it up, you know, that's that's the problem. It's kind of like Netflix. Look at Netflix. Netflix has I thought Netflix has more employees than I thought they've grown, but they have a couple of thousand. okay, or 10,000, whatever it is, you know, they have a fair amount. And they couldn't get 15 people, 20 people out of the demonstration. There were four times the number of photographers there. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, at, at that demonstration, but what happens inside? And then they fired somebody and it's like, I think that's a pretty easy one to defend it. I think it's getting easier. And it's like, look, you don't get to come to our company and disrupt things. But Christian, you know, I have at this point in time, I have several thousand. Um, that Now I would say the culture of work that I was involved in, in Asia for so many years is different than the U S it's a much more commercial right. commercial culture, but companies, that allow this to come forward. It's their fault. In other words, Peloton basically probably encourages all this stuff. They have all their things. They're trying to keep everybody happy. I don't believe that. I think if you pay people a lot of money, you, you know, in other words, you pay them more, keep them happy, keep them focused. You know what I'm saying? Keep the boss out of politics. And that's very important too. You know, the bosses have to set the tone as well. Yes. You know, let me, let me give you an example. Atlantic magazine, uh, Bill, uh, 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 Steve Jobs' wife. She's telling everybody what she's in favor of. She's, uh, she, but she's running the Atlantic Magazine. She's running all these publications. And then in the height of the election, her little company gives Terry McAuliffe 25000 U.S. dollars. What's the message she just sent through all of her publications? All of her places. What's the message you send? And that's an important thing. So, you know, you can't, you, you know, you can't go a certain way There's there's one thing being like Jimmy Lai, my boss. Jimmy Lai, I mean, essentially, look what they're doing to the press in Hong Kong. So how can you make the argument us not fighting them is the wrong thing? They were going to put us out of business just like they just threw The Economist out. You think Apple daily wouldn't last. So my, my, my point when we talk to people, I know we haven't recommended too many shares and stocks now, but I think, you know, you're spot on. That was a good observation you had on Peloton. And I think Peloton is in real, my, my, my belief is Peloton is in a, is in real trouble. I think people are just going to be outside from now on. But the thing is look at companies, watch the companies that go super woke and they, they You know, if you want to short them, short them, but certainly don't invest in them. (laughs) I I don't I I don't see I don't see good things happening for you. Right, right.
0: Uh, And uh, just to close out the episode, since you're still in Taiwan, but maybe not for uh, a very long time, uh, one issue to to just touch uh, upon briefly. Um, Steel and aluminum tariffs was Donald Trump enacted uh, essentially globally using Section 232. He said it's a national security issue uh, that we need to have an aluminum steel industry in the United States. And so he slapped um, tariffs on. They applied to friend and foe like China, Canada. Well, over time, we started in particular with allies. Uh, and people with whom we negotiated trade agreements, letting them out of that. So when the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement came along, Canada and Mexico essentially were exempted. Seoul, the South Koreans, they got out of it with some strange quota. Uh, More recently, the Biden administration has let the Europeans out again with sort of a strange quota. But by and large, those those, uh, tariffs will go away. And now breaking news that Japan is in talks with u.s trade representative to basically let japan out of whatever uh, was those those remaining tariffs i thought those had come down somewhat with the mini agreement we worked out with japan in the trump administration who is the odd man out i mean okay so yeah china and russia are not uh, you know uh out uh, are not being excluded from these tariffs they still face them but we have one ally who is and that is taiwan you know, if you listen to some Taiwanese experts, they say they have awesome relations in Washington. Uh, and certainly trade has been a priority for President Tsai Ing-wen. Um, do they really not have any juice in this category after all?
1: I think they got nothing. I mean, look, there's actually a pretty good piece um, in Mother Jones magazine. Um, there's a pretty good piece about it's for Democrats. How do Democrats talk about China? You know, the simple fact is they are basically what do we have? We have Code Pink. We have the activist group. We have um, this jerk Joe Tai who owns the Nets, the Canadian. We have another Canadian. They're both Canadians. I don't know how Canadians are so involved in U.S. policy. Tabata Chow, he's a social justice guy. They are pro-China, pro-CCP guys, and they have more sway inside the Biden administration than basically probably our most important ally one of our most important allies in terms of Asia. And the reason why is, I think so much of this is, is that the, they essentially, you know, the essentially the Taiwanese don't really understand where the power structure is in DC and in, in, in the States. They are still spending way too much time walking around the halls of DC, way too much time um, not going out, seeing the people, not making their case. Um, they're too shy. Um, but this administration doesn't really like Taiwan. It's pretty obvious to everybody. The Democrats have never, whatever it is, I think it's historic. I mean, I you have to go all the way back. I remember talking to Perry Link one time, um, the, you know, the famous Sinologist who was at Princeton. Now he's at UC, UC, you know, he's just semi-retired, basically. And Perry told me, he said, the problem is all these guys who hated Chiang Kai-shek, you know, his mentors and all the guys that were raised around him, they you know you still hear him say something like well china used to be taiwan used to be a dictatorship and it kind of moved out of that what do you mean kind of moved out of that but there is <laughs> but but there is there taiwan really does not have the full representation it needs now there's two there's two reasons why first of all i think it's the left's traditional Just disdain for Taiwan, they're not fans of Taiwan. The second reason is, is quite frankly, the Taiwanese don't do anything to help themselves. We were talking before the show earlier, it's not open to Americans. Taiwan is not open to Americans to come back and forth, okay? You gotta go through this ridiculous 14 day quarantine. Taiwan is still, still, we're gonna see the pork restrictions come back. Everybody tells me it's gonna pass, okay? (laughs) So they're gonna stick it to their favorite ally. Taiwan does nothing to really encourage, let's say, US, US, uh, US exchanges in terms of, of, of normal Americans coming here, not just the ridiculous educational exchanges and the congressional things that are a scam, but literally trying to get Americans to come here, trying to get into communities you know trying to do different things that would happen they still work at this super high level they're always looking for influence p- folks but but really taiwan and immigration is the massive thing they're not improving you know what i'm saying trying to get them to buy the right weapon systems from time to time you know we just had that congressional delegation here yeah. three things i three things i learned after talking to you know just three things i learned from the congressional delegation one the taiwanese have huge manning issues, and the Americans recognize that now. You know what I'm saying? In other words, yeah, you can have all the F-16s you want, but you got to put pilots in them and and ground crew. Secondly, it looks like the Taiwanese don't have enough small arms. They're short on like basically. They're talking about becoming the porcupine, and it's going to basically look like the Magnificent Seven, where you're going to have the workers coming out with shovels or something like that. They don't have enough. They don't have enough weapons. An, an, an M16 or AR-15 uh, is basically about 1,100 U.S. dollars. Go buy yourself, you know, go buy yourself, you know, 200,000 of them tomorrow. Believe me, the U.S. can get them yeah. um, or, or somebody can get them. They do not have really any plans, as I said, on immigration. Immigration is a big issue with the U.S. with the people who know it. It's not a growing market. It's a declining market. And if you're not a growing market and not a declining market, that's it. Citibank just pulled out of here because it's a... So they don't have the relations they have they have on D.C. and they also do the same thing. And I'll get in trouble for this. It's the same people all the time. They hire it's Rich Armitage. Ugh. It's 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 the Armitage people. And I'm not everybody knows I'm not looking for business, but it's the same folks all the time. You know what I'm saying? They're constantly doing that. It. And it's pretty funny, you know, they still solicit Brookings. Brookings is basically a paid arm for the <laughs> CCP. Exactly. And they still solicit, they still solicit Brookings. Um, they still have people like, and I'm, I'm, I'll get in trouble for this, but I mean, I, I don't know how, all these people who claim to be a great friend of Taiwan, but, you know, now they're having to, uh, they're having to watch what they, what they say because, you know, China is getting more and more involved, yeah. you know. What Taiwan, what China did the other day, writing all those U.S. companies, asking them to do things, you know, Taiwan just needs to not write these U.S. companies, but they need to find a way to get in there. I think there's a good feeling among the American people for Taiwan, but Taiwan has to start making its case um, on, on merit, not on just talking.
0: Yep. No, you're absolutely right, I think. Uh, You know, I think it was, is it uh, Yamamoto, Japanese general, admiral? uh, And it's an apocryphal quote. Apparently, he didn't actually say it, or he may not have. You know, there's this cottage industry in in disproving quotes that we all have heard of and been taught. And uh, just because something isn't on the internet doesn't mean someone didn't actually say it. But I think it was Yamamoto said, you could never invade America. There would be (laughs) Uh, person behind every blade of grass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, you know that's a that's something Taiwan might may want to look into. Uh, no one's expecting the place to turn into Switzerland, but um, certainly now, you
1: look, know. look. That's that's the whole problem. You know, they they run out. And they go, oh, we're going to have a study group, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And they need to open the damn country up. I mean, that's yes. the whole thing. They're living here with zero COVID. It's like it's like if if they if they get it if they get if they get so much as a. Uh, they get so much as a, a, a bird gets sick. You know what I'm saying? They, they close down the area and do everything. It's getting old. And I have to say one other thing here, and this will get me in this, this before I go. I think there's a real question now. There's a real question now. I, I think we're getting over the Taiwan. There's a real question now. Do the Taiwanese, does Chai have a plan to open up? And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Does she have a plan? You see the Japanese, the Singaporeans, they're trying to do stuff. Hong Kong has no plan because China doesn't want them open, you know, on that. So we'll just have to see. But anyway, yeah. other than that, every, I hope everything's going well. And, uh, I'll be it back is. in the states. I'll be back in the states in a couple of weeks. So excellent, back to America. Right. Uh,
0: that'll do it. This for this edition of Simon White. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe. Unless you're watching us on video, which probably means you're looking at YouTube, in which case we'd love if you subscribe to our channel. Thanks, and see you in f- uh, the next episode.